this is Sarah, the DCE intern at Trinity Lutheran Church in Waconia, Minnesota. We invite you to listen as members of Trinity join together to tell their stories. Remember the Wonders was made to create a sense of community and connection in a time where we can often feel disconnected and alone in the church. It works to connect lifelong and new members to each other through the sharing of their unique and relatable life stories. We encourage our members to seek God and value in their stories, no matter how big or small, referencing 1 Chronicles 16.12. We hope that you join us and remember the wonders. Joining us today, we have Tim Schmidt. Tim, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. I will do that. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I Kind of an interesting story, I think. I lived in Hong Kong 11 years. My dad was a teacher and a missionary over there. Neat. Came back to the U.S., went to college at Augustana College. And one of my Remember the Wonders story is how I met my wife. So we'll just tease the audience with that Perfect. until that comes. Yeah. Sweet. Um, and then... Um, I moved to Phoenix. I kind of went into business as a financial advisor, and that was 35 years ago. Wow. Uh, and then two years ago, I started my own business uh, instead of retiring to just do what I love with who I love in the places I love. Perfect. And so it's a really fun way to, um, to think about the last third of my life, possibly. <laughs> but, you know, your topic of Remember the Wonders um, really caused me to think deeply about where I saw God's hand in my life. Sweet. Uh, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about that. So I guess we can just go ahead and jump right in. So um, for our new listeners on our podcast, we encourage our members to share an impactful story in their life using the question, how do you know that God is real in your life? So, Tim. How do you know that God is real in your life? How do I know? Well, just look at my wife, first of all. I was a senior in college. I had like six weeks left of my senior year and had completely given up on finding a wife in college. There's mm -hmm. just no way it was going to happen. I dated somebody. Well, I sat in the gymnasium for a basketball game and Jeanette sat behind me. It was the first basketball game she ever had attended. And wow. it's the first time I sat in that place in the gym in four years. And so we were introduced, and within 30 days, we, I knew this is someone I could marry. She, we are equally yoked in our faith upbringing in our home. Uh, our dads were both teachers and principals in the, in the Missouri Synod system. Mm -hmm. We're both middle kids. And so I, it, I remember the wonder of meeting her and realizing this is it. And that was... That's 35 years ago. Yeah. And so now we have five grandkids and every day we wake up and we're just grateful for what, how God brought us together. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But I have another story if All you're right. up for it. Yeah. Go for it. This podcast is like seven minutes, right? It's, it's like, yeah. we got to keep moving. <laughs> um, you know, this other story is a question that I often ask myself when I think of something I say, is that the Holy Spirit nudging me or is it my own selfishness? You know, what's the, where is that motive coming from? And how do I know if I can trust that it's God or the Holy Spirit directing me in a certain direction? Right. And so 10 years ago, I'm flying from Portland, Oregon to San Francisco. Okay. And, I, and, and my seat number is 21B. I mean, and it's a tiny plane. There's only two seats on each side. Mm -hmm. I have to duck down to move to the back. And I sat down next to a gentleman uh, 
And I, and I said two words. I said, where's home? Now, he looked Asian, and because I grew up in Hong Kong, I was very interested to know where, where he was from. Mm -hmm. And he said he was from Seoul, South Korea. Hmm. I said, what are you doing in San Francisco? And he said, I'm attending three medical conferences. Well, as I peeled the onion back, he was the featured speaker at all three medical conferences. Wow. He is a world-renowned retina surgeon. Harvard had just hired him to write three textbooks. I mean, this, I'm oh like sitting cow. on the plane next to this guy thinking, yeah, this could be a really interesting flight. Yeah. And so I said, um, this is incredible. I, I'm in the middle of writing a book about the seven F's mm -hmm. and we're doing all this research on people's faith and family and finances and fitness and friends and fun and future. I said, because of your experience, would you mind if I ask you some personal questions and it might even make its way to the book. Mm -hmm. And so I said, on a scale of one to 10, where's your faith? And he said, seven. Hmm. I said, why is that? He said, when I was 12 years old, I was very, very sick. And um, I, I prayed to God that if he were to heal me, I would dedicate my life to medicine. And so now, 30 years later, he's, he's doing all of that. Well, we went through all the other scores of the seven Fs, and all of the financial and future scores were high, and his personal life was a mess. Wow. I mean, it's kind of like the walls of Jericho had come down, right, on that part of his life. Yeah. But the financial part and the future part was, was amazing. Mm -hmm. But he was unhappy. And so I said, you know, what a lot of professionals do really well is they have the ABCs. They have accountability. There's someone asking them, holding them accountable. They blend those Fs together. Mm -hmm. They'll do some fitness exercise with friends, hiking or biking. All of a sudden, you're blending all those Fs together. And then the third thing that we found in this book was that they are absolutely uh, calendaring their priorities. Oh. And so by working with him, we began to identify where the walls had come down in this guy's life so that he could improve them. And so long story longer, um, <laughs> I will, I'll wrap this up. But so we're we're getting out of, the, out of the plane with the overhead compartment open. Mm -hmm. And I said, are there any attractive single teachers at the University of Seoul where you're a professor? Mm -hmm. And he said, there is this one. And so I said, you've got to find someone to hold you accountable when you get back. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, would you? Mm -hmm. And so for a year from Seoul, South Korea to Minnesota, I held him accountable to dating, to getting fit and exercise and those kinds of things, and improve his faith journey as a, as a doctor in South Korea. Mm -hmm. And the most amazing email I've ever received, he sent me a picture of his wedding day. He married the professor right. who's single, attractive, talented, that he took out uh, from the Seoul South Korea University. Uh -huh. So it was just, it was really interesting that it all started with... Two questions, right. where's home? And I come back to where I started was, is it the Holy Spirit nudging us to say, open a conversation with this person, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Don't think about, because uh, there are times on airplanes, I don't want to talk. Yes, right? I've been there. You're yeah. that way. <laughs> uh, I think it depends on how I'm feeling. There's some times where I'm like, man, I just really wish the person next to me would just say something. And there's other times where I'm like, oh, I could just 
sit in silence the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All depends on your mood. Yeah. So what are the two words that you could ask from now on? Where's home? Where's home? It's an amazing, simple little way to say it can open up the door yeah. for an opportunity like Dr. Jong, whose life was all messed up, and now today he's married, maybe because there was this nudging to say, just see if you can pour into this guy. Right. As a Christian, mm-hmm. as, a, as someone that really just wants him to ha- live a better life. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was really fun. So, you know, one of my favorite verses is Ephesians 2.10, because I think it, it tells us that you are God's handiwork. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the translation of handiwork. It's also, you are God's masterpiece. And my favorite is, you are God's poem. Imagine God writing a poem mm-hmm. about us. Created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So this, this silly example of meeting my wife at my senior year, mm-hmm. that's all planned in advance. Right. This meeting on an airplane in 21A and B, Again, that's God's handiwork mm-hmm. planned in advance to do good work in us. So I often think, how can I better listen to what God is saying? Yeah. Are there ways that I can say, I need to be, I need to be still, mm-hmm. I need to be in prayer, and I need to ask the Holy Spirit to direct me in ways that he would have me go? And so there's a couple of examples uh, of really practical things that people can do. Okay. Is that the kind of thing you're looking for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, one of them is, first of all, to think about a dry dock. Ships come out of the chaos of the ocean, saltwater, tides, seaweed, barnacles, and they come into a dry dock and they come to rest. Hmm. They strip the water away from the ship so they can see what's going on under the surface. Okay. I mean, I think it's a perfect metaphor Mm-hmm. for what we need to do. We need to come out of the chaos of our lives and have stillness. We need to strip the water away and realize what's going on. You know, where are areas in my life that I need to be paying more attention to? Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have this interesting saying, it's called um, chronic partial engagement. Okay. That That the whole world is chronically partially engaged. Yeah. And so one way to really connect with your faith, connect with our God, um, is what I call a Venn diagram, V-E-N-N, Venn diagram, where the circles that intersect create a subset of something different Mm -hmm. based on the two circles that come together. And I love this. And it has been so instructive for me as I journal and pray about something very practical that I can connect to the Holy Spirit moving me in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And the three circles that intersect, the first circle is to journal and pray about what the world needs. A lot of things. (laughs) Like what what comes to mind for you, Sarah? Um, Peace and kindness. Mm, I love it. Yeah, here we live in Minnesota with the the issue of the jury coming to a a guilty verdict just yesterday, I think. And so there's so much divisiveness. And so that's something that the world needs. Mm -hmm. And so to to literally take 20 minutes and journal about how you view the world and what are the deep needs that the world has. Mm -hmm. That's the first Venn circle. The second Venn circle is um, what gifts did God put in me? Mm -hmm. 
right? And so think about those two coming together. Mm -hmm. What does the world need? What gifts did God put in me? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like stewardship. Yeah. If the world needs it and I got it, God put it in me. Right. I, I got to be a good steward and do something about that. Yeah. There's really no excuses then. There isn't. There mm -hmm. isn't. Unless we're lazy or we're not listening to our call. Mm -hmm. And then the third circle is what absolutely gives me goosebumps when I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So what does the world need? What gifts did God put in me? And what do I love doing? Mm -hmm. And where those three come together at the center is really your compelling life purpose. Okay. And so when you identify something that can be that clear, if you spend the time, not in chronic partial engagement, mm -hmm. but depth of thought and prayer, you will land on some really compelling elements of how God shaped you mm -hmm. in advance. Yeah. like Ephesians 2.10. Right. And so that's a very practical way to think about identifying the difference between my ego mm -hmm. or is the spirit nudging me in a certain direction? Yeah. Or was it the, the burrito I had at lunch? Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. what's yeah. motivating me uh, to nudge Dr. Jong in 21A and B? It's those kinds of things that when I'm confident in what God put in me, what I love to do and what the world's needs are. Mm -hmm. One example is uh, I do quite a bit of executive coaching and I give the coaching away to directors of sex trafficking organizations Okay. because it's a gift God gave me is mm -hmm. coaching and it's a world need. Yeah. And so I want to be a good steward. And so those two circles combining mm -hmm. say I should just tithe my way to bless others with that. And then bless the world as a result of shape, right. you know, helping other people in that yeah. in that terrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach to think about right. what what goes on there. Yeah, yeah. And so that's you know that's really um, a very practical way to defeat chronic partial engagement mm -hmm. is to go deep in those three those three circles. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, and there's maybe one more um, practical thing. Uh, I, I just finished Craig Groeschel's book. Um, and it's a tremendous book on taming the mind in, in terms of replacing the lie with the truth mm -hmm. that we think. That in our minds, we tell ourselves so many lies that we have to change the neural pathway yeah. and insert the truth mm -hmm. in that. And so um, he suggests that you create daily affirmations mm -hmm. that you maybe you've heard this before this yeah. concept or I think he calls it a declaration that you mm -hmm. you say to yourself every day mm -hmm. and so I love this analogy he, he says the difference between a rut and a trench a rut is kind of over the long haul it just it's embedded in your life mm -hmm. it's hard to get out of it um, and so he talks about moving away from the rut, sometimes the lie we tell ourselves, mm -hmm. to the trench, which is a very deliberate path that we're carving. Okay. Yeah, and so he, he encourages us. He's a pastor. In fact, he's the founder of YouVersion, wow. this, guy, this author. I mean, yeah. that's a phenomenal guy. Awesome. I think they have 33 locations, 33 churches. Mm -hmm. And so he talks about these daily affirmations to, to repeat to yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. So if I know my Venn diagram, my compelling life purpose, mm -hmm. right? And if I know what areas of my life that I want to work on in terms mm -hmm. of these seven Fs, yeah. 
um, I can now say what are some areas that I want to work on and mm-hmm. state those as fact. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret because right. one of the, <laughs> one of the things that that I'm terrible at it's mm-hmm. actually it's like a personality weakness of mine. Okay. I know it. We're gonna be transparent here. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna give me some counseling when we're done with this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is I when people give me like critical feedback, mm-hmm. I get super defensive. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny because right before this, you're like, I'm going to give you some critical feedback. And I was like, okay, come on, let's right. go. Yeah, I know, <laughs> see? So you received it way better than I do. Yeah. But I've got some like negative personality trait hmm. that when people give me feedback, I get defensive. Yeah. And so because of that, I wrote a daily affirmation that says, I ask thoughtful questions hmm. when, when people give me feedback. Okay. So rather than getting defensive, I've replaced the lie with the truth mm-hmm. that they don't mean with the way I'm receiving it mm-hmm. and my new neural pathway that I'm creating with this idea of compelling um, daily affirmations is this idea of I ask compelling questions mm-hmm. instead of getting defensive. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I, another one is um, my next adventure is scheduled. When I have something scheduled that's an adventure, yeah. everything changes yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I say every day. Now, you can't say I will. Mm-hmm. You have to say I am or I so that you're affirming. Okay. I think the, the two that are most important today uh, as we think about remember the wonders is this idea of um, Ephesians 2.10. I read that every day. Mm-hmm. You are God's handiwork, his masterpiece, his poem to do good works in Christ that he's planned in advance. Yeah. If I read that every day, mm-hmm. I'm going to replace a lie with the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I also say I, I study God's scripture every day rather than read media, social media, because mm-hmm. I've gotten into the habit of doing yeah. that. Right. So those are just a couple of practical things I think about mm-hmm. uh, with Dr. Jong. And pulling down the Jericho walls for him and exposing exactly uh, what he needed to work on. The Venn diagram and then the daily affirmations are some practical ways yeah. to think about it. I love that. Um, going back to that story on the airplane, I can only help but like see from his perspective and just think about how not only can we ask that question, where's home? But how to respond to it when it's asked to us. Because so many times, if somebody asked me that, I'd be like, oh, uh, Nebraska. And then just kind of like turn and look the other way. But it has a lot to do with the response. Like I could say, oh, I'm from Minnesota. And like, this is what I do there. So it's all about like that opening up right away instead of shutting it down. So you're letting in an opportunity for that person, but also yourself as well. You bet. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's, uh, I, I, you know, the Olympics were in South Korea. And I didn't pull the trigger. My next adventure wasn't planned back then. <laughs> and I thought, wouldn't that be fun to go see him again? Because it's been 10 years wow. to see, do they have kids running around? Yeah. What's, what's life like? Mm-hmm. You know, when the spirit nudges you to pour into someone. You know, I, I had a, a pastor once say, the idea of witnessing isn't moving someone from a two to a 10. Hmm. It's moving them from a two to a three. Okay. Right? I mean, we think we have to like, convert people to faith mm-hmm. right and so if if they're a non-believer or even a, a fence sitter 
Um, sometimes we think, oh, I've got to convert them to full faith in Christ, kingdom outcomes. Mm-hmm. And this pastor said, we got to move them from a two to a three. Yeah. We got to love them. We got to model. We got to demonstrate to our neighbors. Mm-hmm. In fact, the same pastor said, God loved your neighbor so much, he put a missionary next door. <laughs> and that's us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think it's helpful for me to think I don't need to hit home runs mm-hmm. with a, a Dr. Jong. I need to just ask where's home yeah. and let, let the Holy Spirit move through that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to hit back on the Venn diagram and setting those affirmations. So what advice or like even smaller steps do you have to give to someone who's like, they're making this Venn diagram and they're like, okay, now what? Like, I really want to apply it to my life, but I have no idea where to start. What are some baby steps even? That's a super good question. Thank you. And I love your energy on this podcast. <laughs> the, um, I think it's finding stillness. Okay. I know there's a lot of uh, young kids, uh, parents on the, on the podcast that have young kids. But I think it's so important to find stillness mm-hmm. because that's when you can journal. Mm-hmm. That's when you can deeply pray and and. What does God say in his word? Be still and know that I'm God. I mean, people say, I never hear the voice of God. Well, it's because there's so much noise around us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we have to find a way to have some stillness. It's, if it's at a coffee shop, if it's getting up a half, half hour earlier, mm-hmm. um, it's to journal and pray about what does the world need? Mm-hmm. What gifts did God put in me? And what do I love doing? And then the idea of taking that and writing some positive affirmations that you read to yourself mm-hmm. every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Going off of being accustomed to God's voice, not only being still, but I also have found it so beneficial to myself to be in the word and reading God's word over and over and over again. So that when I do hear his voice, I know exactly what his voice sounds like because I've been talking to him all this while. Like, if I didn't talk to my parents for a year, I'd be kind of like, oh, was that my dad? Um, I can't quite remember what his voice sounds like, but if I'm talking to my dad every single day, if he does call, I can say, that's my dad. I know his voice. That is a super good idea. Um, I, I'm blown away by the resources that are at our fingertips now. I mean, mm-hmm. I can go for a walk in Waconia with my uh, headphones on mm-hmm. and um, have the version Bible read to me. Yeah. I mean, there's really no excuse to right. not have God's word put into our consciousness and our mind Mm -hmm. so that I love what you said, so that we can then hear him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like remembering the wonders, right? Exactly. (laughs) As we think about working through scripture, we're remembering the wonders that he used Mm -hmm. to put into print so that 2000 years later, Mm -hmm. we're still able to reflect on those wonders. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Well, do you have any other bits and pieces of advice to share or other um, encouragement to share with people who are wanting to just kind of take a step deeper into God? Yeah, that's always a good question. And you're always told to have a good answer to finish. And (laughs) (laughs) I I think my encouragement is is how you nudged me today, Sarah, and Mm -hmm. that is to take a baby step. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of like home run type ideas that people can throw out there. But I think find stillness, open a journal, um, and pray and journal about what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. There are so many interesting um, studies done on the power of journaling. Mm 
there was a study I, that I just read about a uh, hundred people that were laid off, and after three months, none of them found jobs. Wow. And this professor from Texas said, "I'm going to take a third of them and have them journal about their emotions and their feelings. I'm going to have a third of them journal about time management." And I'm going to have a third of them uh, not journal at all. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to track who found jobs and restored their life the fastest. Hmm. And there was a 300% or 3x times rehirement of the group that journaled about their thoughts and feelings. Wow. And so this author goes on to say, the journaling in this situation is not for other people to read. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about punctuation and capitalization and sloppiness. Mm -hmm. Get your thoughts down on paper and pray over what you are hearing God guiding you in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. So again, it's back to stillness, mm -hmm. journaling, and then being in scripture as you suggested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I think it, don't make it complicated. So many times people think that like, oh yeah, I don't know how to spell these things or I don't have the best grammar. Or I don't have great handwriting. So why would I journal anything? But Stop making things so complicated. It is so simple. So I love that. Um, anything else you wanted to share? Thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, thank yeah, I, you I appreciate you bringing up. energy behind this. I love the energy that I hear in your voice. And, uh, and remember the wonders. I think it causes all of us to just stop and reflect back. Uh, when we say we haven't heard the word of God, but when we stop and reflect on the wonders... Mm -hmm. it's all over the place. Yeah. We can point to those things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just important uh, what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here. Um, if somebody wanted to sit down and have a coffee with you and talk more about these next steps, some baby steps, some affirmations, how could they reach you? I think it's probably best to uh, email me and it's tim.drydockconsulting at gmail.com. Perfect. I love the dry dock metaphor so much to mm -hmm. be still, strip away the water, and let's see what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, it, it works. So it, that's my company name, and that's uh, tim.drydockconsulting at gmail.com. Perfect. And I'll toss that down in that description below again. Um, you were kind of plugging in a little project that you're working um, right now with your little YouTube channel. You want to do a little plug for that oh. right now? <laughs> Go for aren't it. You, aren't you sweet for bringing that up? I'm <laughs> terrible at marketing myself sometimes. Go for it. I think there's tons of people that would be interested in listening to that. Yeah. And so I, I started a YouTube channel, and you can find it by searching Tim Schmidt Dry Dock. If you just put Dry Dock, you're going to see a lot of Dry Docs. <laughs> <laughs> if you put Tim Schmidt Dry Dock, and I'm releasing two videos a week on leadership. And so it's a 90-day challenge. And so all of April is um, investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a leader, you can't start leading others until you lead yourself. Mm -hmm. So there'll be eight nuggets uh, in the four weeks in April. So invest in yourself. In May is investing in others. Okay. And then in June, again, two every single week will be investing in your ministry or your organization or your business. Mm -hmm. And so... It's a 90-day challenge. And uh, I mean, I've got, what do I have? Seven subscribers right seven. now? Yeah. Seven. So <laughs> we're going to have a huge party when I get to 10. <laughs> so thanks for, for plugging that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to definitely check that out and see. I think 90 days, we all can use a new challenge. We can all use something new. So 
That'll be awesome. Thank you again for joining us today. Trinity, again, I challenge you to step up, share your story. You can nominate somebody else to be on the podcast and I will definitely reach out to them and you can reach out to me at sarah.banduzer at trinitywaconia.org. We hope that you join us next time and remember the wonders.